0: Flying Coach is back for a second season. Peter Schrager and Rams head coach Sean McVay are joined by guests from around the sports and entertainment world. They're discussing the latest NFL news, telling stories
1: from their careers, and breaking down games from their unique perspectives. Check out Flying Coach Season 2 on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: It's the Ringer NBA show presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets And listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 years and older, 18 and older in D.C., and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is supported by State Farm. Man, I remember when I first got into a car accident, it was pure frustration because I did not have State Farm. And now that I do have State Farm, it is an exclamation of pure joy. From the Real Ones podcast on KMEL. I'm here with Raja Bell, and we got the Mad Hooper here.
1: Yeah, we're here with the Mad Hooper, and I think we're going to open it up for the audience to ask some questions to the Mad Hooper. Young lady, do you have a question for the Mad Hooper?
0: Yeah, this is Sasha from St. Louis, and I just have a question for the Mad Hooper. Like, why are you so mad? I don't get it. Like, why are you so mad?
2: You know what, Sasha and Logan and Raja? I'm just mad that people didn't see Phoenix coming. I am a Phoenix native. I grew up watching Rajabell Bell represent my town in the playoffs, watching, you know, San Antonio try to assault Steve Nash and being through that series and just lived through a whole decade of nothingness until, you know, the 8-0 bubble saved my life. And if people were watching, they would have understood. Devin Booker is an unstoppable scoring force. Chris Paul had been commanding the offense all season. DeAndre Eaton is just so physically large. I, I mean, you're talking Mikhail Bridges' smile and Cameron Johnson's, you know, hair, and they're they're on top then they have been, and they were not getting the credit they were due.
0: Popping real ones logan murdoch here live from milwaukee live from the 404 and i'm here with Raja, who is not live from the 404 he is somewhere in the world not here um we are talking what's up Raja? first of all what's up Raja? how you doing man i'm good what it do what it do i'm good man i'm chilling uh i just want to say before we get to game three um I was walking the concourse because I went to the I went to uh, the arena in Milwaukee, which is a nice arena by the way. It's brand new. It's pretty cool. It's nice. It's right in, the, in the down Pfizer Forum. serve Forum. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I went in there. It's a nice little vibe. It's like about a 15 minute walk from the hotel. Went there, chilled out, walked on the concourse because you know, you know, you gotta. Just, you know, do some stuff before the game. Wanted to go get some uh, food with the homie Candace Buckner of the Washington Post. And when I'm at the concourse, two people, two homies came through, fans of the show, and was like, yo, what's up, Logan? Real ones. What? It was pretty cool. I mean, get the dude's name. The dude's name is is Mike. Mike Lamont. Shout out Mike Lamont, bro. Real one. They came over and they're like, yo, what's up? What's up? That, That felt pretty cool. That felt pretty cool. Hey, oh, wow. listen. That is pretty cool, right? I told
1: you. Yeah. I, 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 it happened to me the other day at GameStop. I forget the young man's name, man. He was cool as hell. I wish I remembered it. But shout out to you for being better. Um, but I got to the front. Willis McGahee was in front of me, right? Like I chopped mm-hmm. it up with Willis for a second. So, a dude looked at me and he was like, "You're Roger Bell," and I'm like, yeah. "Like, I'm not like famous like that." But occasionally, I will get that. So, I'm used to like someone saying that, and it being basketball related. He was like, I'm a huge fan of the pod, man. Mm. I was That shit kind of felt better than people remember me for basketball. Didn't that feel
0: kind of cool, though, Like it when did. people say that? Because it's kind of it surreal. Because we were just talking to each other, right? We and you were just talking. We don't really like see until we go out in the, in the open around the hoop courts and stuff, and people rock with us, man. So thank you to all the real ones out there, bro. That really means a lot, man. It does. Yeah, yeah. Um, We are talking to you the morning after game three. Where the Bucks ended up annihilating the the Suns, it it, I, it was a bit closer than it seems because you know I I'm gonna be real I, I don't know how else to say this Raja I was very disappointed in how the Bucks started the game and I know the Bucks ended up winning I was it was you know a game three when you're down two zero the sense of urgency that you have to come with you have to just beat the brakes off of the team when you're at home down down uh 2 I didn't see that early on with the Bucs, and I was a little disappointed. I was a little disappointed. They were going, they were playing. They weren't playing as hard as I thought they were supposed to play, and then they wound up being down six in the second quarter, and then they went on that run. We'll get to why they went on that run in a minute, but I was disappointed in the start. They ended up winning. What did you think of the game, Raja?
1: That's the Bucs. That, I mean, I've said that on this pod I don't know how many times about them coming out and it not looking like they understand the the gravity of of the situation they're in. You know, they come out and they've got a a, a middle of January feel to them. You know, preseason almost, I've said at times. So it, yeah. it was a little surprising to me, though, backs against the wall. But I think more than anything, if, I'm, if I've am if watched the way the game, you know, unfolded, it might have had less to do with them not being ready to play and more to do with DeAndre Ayton just being locked in and the Suns realizing – that they couldn't get punched in the mouth. If they stood any chance in
0: Milwaukee, yeah. they could. They had to hit first. And I think they did a good job of that. I did too. But the thing with the Suns is, and correct me if I'm wrong, there's just this poise there it just it just seems like even when they were down, it just seemed like they were gonna make a run. they got it down to single digits in the second half, and then you know the the wheels kind of fell off. but I just really like the way this suns team fights I just I do and i and I know we're gonna get to why the bucks won and I think honestly we'll talk about it in a se- in a second. I think that they c- they have a chance to win the series I think the bucks still have a chance to win the series, but so far the yeah, I see your face we're gonna get to that in a second um but <laughs> By and large, to start the series, it's been the Suns with all the poise and making all the plays to start. And then, um, then last night they got punched them out in the, mouth the second half. Aiden gets in foul trouble. Let's talk about Aiden really quickly. Did the Bucks kind of find something here where it's? I don't even know if it's find something that was there in plain sight the whole time. That I don't know. You can get DeAndre Aiden in foul trouble, and they have no one left in the front court. They have no one left. Like when Aiden went out and Frank Kaminsky came in, he yeah. was he was. Passing up wide open layups to pass to three point shooters. That's how. That's what it is after Aiden. So, I. That's why I think that the Bucks can win the series if they could. If they they have the bigger bigger team, they have Brook Lopez on the floor, they have Giannis on the floor. Why don't you just attack Aiden? Why haven't they been doing this all series, Raja? What's what? What do you what do you think about their strategy to to attack Aiden? And why haven't they been doing this all series? Logan, I think. Look, game one. They did not do a good job of
1: attacking um, the Suns. Now the Dario Saric injury is going to loom really large, you know, in in this series moving forward. Right? They have no depth in the front court, the Suns. That is. But in the first game, I thought the Bucks came out. Maybe it was because Giannis wasn't healthy. Maybe it was because they were just, you know, had jitters being on the road first. For any number of reasons, they weren't fully in attack mode. Um, they weren't demanding that the refs blow the whistle. They were settling. Um, and their free throws attempts, you know, their free throw attempts, I tweeted that night, they kind of reflected that, right? Like the Suns shot 26 free throws in the first game to 16 for the Bucks, right? And when you factor in the Suns, Suns made 25 of them and the Bucks only made nine. That's a huge discrepancy. Like even though you shot relatively the same, like with all of that said and done and all the brilliant performances offensively by people, they shot relatively the same from the field, both teams. Um, but I thought you saw a shift in game two. You know, Giannis obviously had the 40 ball, but when they came out, they were in attack mode. Milwaukee was yeah. getting to the cup. They were trying to punish the Suns. Now, it didn't play itself out in a win, but the Bucs shot 23 free throws, and the Suns shot 14 in game two. So that suggests that they were the more aggressive, more in-attack mode type of team. It just so happened that the Suns shot the skin off of the ball. They knocked down 23s. I mean, it's hard to overcome the 20-9 to 9 discrepancy in the three-point shooting. Last night was a carryover, Logan. The Bucks mm-hmm. came out. Didn't happen early, but they got into it, and they continued to assert like their physicality it led to foul trouble for Deandre Ayton all right and it and it led to the free throw discrepancy again last night you had 16 11 for 16 for the Suns 20 of 26 for the Bucks they made them and they got 10 more of them um that that's a recipe for success for the Bucks and so i think you've seen it you didn't see it in game 1 you saw it in game 2 but it didn't lead to a win so it was hard to identify it and you saw it pay off pay dividends in
0: game 3 are you with me when I when I say that the Bucks can win this series because of that? But like I do see that the Bucks are the bigger team and when the the Suns anecdote to that is we're just going to go super small. Like Aiden's going to be off the floor, we're not going to play with a traditional center and we're just going to we're just going to try to run you off the floor. That being said, you could put Giannis at center and I mean, okay, <laughs> we know how that goes. Do you think that the Bucs still have a chance at this series? I still think that they can win. Do you agree with me on that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, I've said from the jump, I thought the Suns were going to win it, but I
1: I thought it was going to be a long series. But in a long series, I wouldn't be surprised if anyone won. So, yes, the Bucs absolutely have a chance in the series. Um, they went home. We talked about this after game one. Milwaukee didn't handle their business. You, you're going there to win a game in Phoenix. You didn't get it done. Yep. But you haven't mm-hmm. lost anything. You just have to come home and hold serve. Um, and yeah. you saw you saw them do that last night. You saw guys from the Bucks. Um, Drew Holiday woke up, knocked down five threes. I think last night. Um, you saw guys from the Suns who were really playing well and riding that wave of home adrenaline. Not
0: play as well on the road. I, I don't think that was necessarily D Book's problem, but he didn't play great either. He didn't play great. Mikael Bridges didn't play great. A lot of the guys that you see that are the role players that play good at home, the younger guys, did not show up in this game. Yeah.
1: Mikael Bridges falls into the group. of and He's great. But he falls into the group of guys that could be affected by the road uh, atmosphere. Right. For me. sure. That doesn't mean he's not a good player, but it means that happens. It happens to all
0: players. In what the is NBA. it about that road environment that messes young players up, though? I'm, look, we could get
1: into like sleeping in your own bed, eating your normal food, um, having your routine. All of that is fractionally um, a part of it. But more than anything, it's when things go wrong at home, there's a sense of security in the building for you. The fans can lift you out of that. You know that there's real support there. Um, yeah. It's comfortable. I, I, You know, on the road, it's lonely. When shit don't go right, you, you know... You, you have to be built like that. Not that these guys aren't, but it's harder on the road. Cause you have to, you have to overcome what's going on with you and everybody in the building talking shit and all the people in there booing you and all the people yelling that you airballed and that you suck. And why are you, they pay you that much money. Like you've got to overcome a lot of things and it can be distracting. It's not like you're not good. It can just distract you from what's going on. And at home, you're just riding an energy wave with the crowd. Everything's good. Um, it's propelling you to to be better at, at some points when things are going well. And that that energy doesn't exist for you on the road unless you figure out how to be the villain. And when you can get into villain mode, then you flip that energy. That energy that is negative, you flip that to positive. That's what Kobe and the greats
0: could do. Hello, Chris Paul. Hey. How you doing? Yeah. How you doing, Chris Paul? How you doing? How you doing, Devin Booker? Yeah, you, you got to flip I, that. How, how's it going? Um, it was funny though because the crowd, uh, when Booker went to the free throw line, they counted to twenty. It was amazing. They ca- <laughs> it was amazing. They like, but it was like it was. They were so petty that they started the countdown like two seconds before he even walked to the free throw line. Fantastic. So it wasn't a fair fight, but it was great. I loved it. Fantastic. I love I love pettiness. Um, no, I, no, I
1: want to ask you because I, I I didn't get to go to the game. Um, game experience, Milwaukee Bucks, game three of the finals. Um, Logan Murdoch is there. He's been to a lot of arenas scale of one to 10 and then like what you liked and what you didn't like
0: i'm gonna be real okay i'm gonna be real i don't know how many milwaukee real ones we got over here keep but, it but you know i gotta keep it a buck um your arena is fantastic i love your arena it's awesome comma however i'm gonna need you guys to lock in it's the nba finals you guys need to be i need to not be able to hear myself think and I know you guys have great acoustics at at the forum. I know you guys have this. You guys need to lock in a little bit more. Your team is in the NBA Finals. It's not a traditional team that goes in the NBA Finals. You need to meet this moment. I I, I gotta see you guys meet this moment. I did not. I didn't see. I didn't see the fans meet the moment. That's all I'm saying. I didn't see it. Did it Did it rise as they got better, or was it just flat in there the
1: whole night, Logan? Did, 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 it wasn't. Did,
0: it was like, you know how we talk about the Bucks being like playing sometimes with the malaise of a regular season team, yeah. right? Like a regular season. It was like a, it was like an April game. It felt like an April game. It didn't feel like I'm in the middle of, I mean, I know it's July now, but I didn't, it didn't feel like I'm in the middle of the NBA finals and Milwaukee hasn't been to the finals in I don't know how many years. Right. Yeah, fair. Um, but it was, it was, it was, it was fine. It was fine. But my Milwaukee Rollins, I'm going to need y'all to lock in, bro. Because listen, you guys have a generational talent. You guys have, you guys don't go to the finals every year. This is guys, what you guys have been wanting for years and years and years. You guys got to show it. Is all I'm saying. Anyway, but I do want to get back to Aiden right now. Uh, my question to you is, we all know Aiden's been great defensively, has not fouled, has not been fouling as much as he does historically in the regular season. But, they did it seemed like they were targeting him during this um during this game I'm talking about other players what the you talking about the, uh, you're talking about the yeah, yeah, or you talking too, about other players what you talking about Yes yes <laughs> yes yes we you know we have a we have a uh we have a direct order not to be you know going out this way to not be uh, yes he seemed targeted yes. right Yes okay how do you as a teammate, whether you feel he's being targeted by both players, because that happens too. I mean, it's basketball. If somebody has fouls, you fucking go after that person. How do you, as a teammate, specifically a guard or maybe a three or a wing guy, how do you help that when your big is, is in foul trouble like that? What do you do? Uh,
1: I mean, that's an interesting question. I don't know if there's a great answer to that. Um, The conversation would be no cheap ones.
0: There know, were like, some, I will say this, though. There were some cheap ones, though. Like yeah. the one on Giannis, you didn't have to do that. You don't you need did, that. You could just let him get the layup. Just let him, It's fine. That. Just let
1: him get that. You know how we talk about the Bucks not understanding? um, Maybe not understanding is not a right way, right way to put it. Um, But from time to time, not looking like they're locked into the moment of the finals and having to, like, raise their level. That same can be said about DeAndre Ayton and his understanding of the foul situation like that foul's not the end of the world in in April you know you come yeah. over you're trained to try to block shots you're just doing what you're supposed to do um but there are times on stages like that where you got to let him lay that up like that you just, just yeah. it's, it's two points man like let him lay it up don't even go over and it what's not a hell of foul like but Giannis is is an MVP um he put a little body into you and now you got four and so it's probably more conversation based Logan to your original question more than it is something I can do for him on the court like hey bro we, we need you to be big we need you to be solid but we can't have the ticky tack ones we can't have the the you know open
0: floor you're running down the back and the guard stops and now you run over him like you can't have the because to so your point, point on ones. that like your point on that right is where like you know you alluded to the the refs um, as your your, your your best friend Scott Foster was refing tonight or last night and um we don't have to get too much into that, but like to your point about refs kind of dictating the game in that way, I think that's what you're saying. And like, you don't, it, the refs are going to call the fouls, but don't make it so easy on them. Right. They're going to call those fouls, but at like the fourth foul that we were both referencing, you didn't have to do that. You had, right. You could have just had three and it would have been fine. You would have been able to play. You could have still played aggressively. Just keep your hands up, but don't, don't just ram to dude Cause he's going to flail. Like, I would have flailed too if I'm Giannis in that position. You're trying to get him out of the game. So I, I, is that what you're saying? That is what I'm saying. And re,
1: see, referee, and not to go here because I'm not. I had no. Pro, I had no problem with the, the way the refs ref the game last night. I thought Milwaukee deserved those free throws. They were in attack mode. They were in bully mode. The yeah. more aggressive team is going to get the fouls. I had no beef with the refs last night. Um, what referees do is they just change your ability to be aggressive. Right. If you're a DeAndre Aiden, when you to your point, when you pick up that third, or let's say you pick up two early ones, you can still operate out there and not pick up the third or fourth, but it changes what you can do because you don't want to put yourself in that position to pick up the ticky tack third or fourth. So it it really does. Um, hamstring what a defensive presence like DeAndre can do when you give him two early ones, because now you're always like, mm, ah, do I go over? Ah, is it frustrating
0: more when you're when you're when you're a shot blocker like Aiden? Is it fr- is it more frustrating when you do get those two quick fouls because your whole mindset is aggression, your whole mindset is that like I got to get to this ball, and then to leave layups on the table because you can't foul people, that has to be frustrating for a big, right? No, it's super frustrating. It's frustrating
1: for a big, it's frustrating for a guard trying to defend if you have a, a hella defensive assignment. Like it, it it really just, I mean, I I, I want to find a PG way to say this, but it kind of, it 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 chops a leg off, if you will. You just can't, you can't do what you, you want to do. And it starts to shape the way the game is played, right? And so then the offense's job becomes, oh, well, shit, he can't foul. I got to be in, the, I'm in attack mode. Like I'm running up his chest every time I get a chance. Like he just gonna have to let me lay it up or he's gonna pack, pick up this third foul, you know? And so it starts to shape the way the game looks. And those fouls shaped the way the game looked last night. Milwaukee realized what was happening and they were like, oh, shit, here we go. Like we're we're, we're in attack mode. And kudos to them for realizing what was going on and, and and taking advantage of it. But DeAndre has to figure out how to be a presence. And it's part of growing. It's part of, you know, the game-to-game in, in, in the finals how to be a presence um how to be out there and and be what he's what he's offensively because he's been great offensively and, and not get in that foul trouble because they just don't have you can't run Frank Kaminsky out there
0: like Frank, Frank Kaminsky, no, no. you can't rule him out. You there. absolutely cannot put out Frank Kaminsky. I, I think I, I alluded to this in the beginning of, the, of the, the pod. The man went up to go up for layups, wide open layups, and passed it off for a be out the shot. shot. He Kaminsky wasn't, he up. wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. Um, Say a quick break, and we're going to talk about one of my favorite players in the NBA Finals. Let's talk. I want to talk about. I want to talk about one of my favorite players. In the playoffs and in the league at large. And that is Devin Booker. Devin Booker, also side note, Devin Booker had like this very like wild shorts, um, full length shirt, white shirt combo. And I wear some outrageous shit, but I was like, Book, I I was like, Book, where are we going with this? I mean, I see the vision, but I just didn't I didn't know where he was going with it. I didn't know all the things. Anyway. The man shot three or fourteen from the field. He was guarded in large part by Drew Holiday, who has been, who was obviously one of the best defenders in the league, especially when you're at guarding point guards and off guards. What do you think about him guarding Devin Booker? And what did you see in that matchup? What did you see from how he played him? And will that be effective going forward, or or is this just one of those games where you know Devin Booker's just not going to shoot well? Yeah, I, you know, it's tough.
1: To, to say exactly what what Drew did to him other
0: than just
1: give him a completely different look than than he was used to seeing, I think. Um, you know, Drew Drew is a really rangy, long, strong, athletic defensive guard. You know, he's 6'4", super long arms, um, really fast twitch. And so he's able to get a little closer to Book um, and able to take some space away from Book that Book likes to play with. Most greats like to play in space. I mean, Book's equally as good without it but he changed the look up and I think that and being on the road just caught D book off guard and he just didn't perform well last night I I think guys that are as talented as Devin Booker you won't see him struggle like that in the next game I'm not promising you he's gonna get 50 Logan but he's not gonna struggle like that they'll figure out like they go back he's gonna see what what Drew was doing to him he's going to figure out the counters to it. Monty will figure out, you know, what he can do to help get him going a little bit and and he'll play better. But you know, I'm just going to keep it a a buck like we if he's not going to play well and he's not going to be in the 20 to 25 and upwards range, like they're going to have a hard time beating the Bucks.
0: Is it one of those things cuz like book is that anomaly where you know, I've I've seen this with book, I've seen this with LeBron when their first playoffs, they were just locked in and playing like they had been going there for years and they they, they kind of knew every situation and was playing really well. Are we overlooking the fact that this is Books' first ever postseason in NBA Finals? Does that have anything to do with it, you think? Yeah, but I mean, we're overlooking it because he's been, you know, like really, really,
1: really good. Forty he's point good. triple
0: doubles, yes. Yes.
1: Um, but, you know, we were slammed for it, and I was slammed for saying that I thought the Suns were you know, in the, in the conversation of true contenders this year were, were pretenders. And the reason I said was because, you know, the DeAndre Aytons, the Mikhail Bridges, um, the Cam Johnsons, even the D-Books haven't been in this situation before. And how do they respond to the situation when things don't go well is going to ultimately determine, you know, whether they can win a championship or not. D-Book has been great. And in the nights when he hasn't been great, Chris Paul has stepped up and been fantastic. And so they've been able to, you know, kind of ham and egg it like that. They've got a great one-two punch, but the reality is he hasn't been in this situation before, Logan. And that's fair and it's okay. So he's just got to figure it out. I imagine he will, uh, but yeah, we've kind of forgot that this is his first time around the block because his highs have been so high, but he's still learned, this is all new for him.
0: Yeah, Uh, and I, I do get that. And I do sense that he will be better. Honestly, though, I think that, I think that the series still falls on Aiden. You know, I I I still believe that, and I, you know, they can, if they take care of business, and even if 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 Book goes off, they still have a problem there if Aiden is in foul trouble because they're just gonna keep getting points in the paint. They they like, and and that goes to my to before we get out of here. It's just. What do you see from What did you see from Giannis in this game that you maybe didn't see? Because what I, that you didn't see in others. Because in this game, for me, he only shot. He shot two three pointers, and for me, if I'm if I'm coaching him, and you know, I'm not. I'm not. I've never played in the league. I just want to put that disclaimer out there, so Raja can veto anything that I say is very stupid. <laughs> but for what I would like to see is what he did today. He only shot two three pointers, and he was in the cup to the cup all the time. Was that is that which is that the game that you need to see from him every single time you watch? Absolutely. Him play? Absolutely.
1: That's where his bread is butter. That's who he is. Trying to be something other than that is is silly. Like you, you grow into something other than that in the offseason. Don't 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 mess around with it right now, dog. Do what you do. Um and so, yes, I thought first of all, when DeAndre Aiden is out, you're gonna get pummeled, not just at the cup in terms of scoring, but on the offensive glass. And they got pummeled last night. I mean, they're they're generally the Bucks a better offensive re team, but like last night, it was like 13 to six or something like that. Like you're, you were getting beat up. The Bucks also, Logan, what I saw out of Giannis, did you see the play where Giannis caught it? It got stripped from him. Um, it looked like the Suns had it. It was under his own basket. He took that shit back and then yes. like piped it. Yes, There was a level of intensity about the Bucks that you had seen from the Suns, scrapping, clawing, scratching, biting, whatever you need to do to get that. And I thought Giannis set the tone for the Bucs him and Bobby uh, and Bobby Portis last night. Like, so there was an energy about him. Here's, here's, here, Giannis offensively in a nutshell last night. I don't have a problem with the two threes. Like, you know, every now and again, you might have to do that. But he didn't wait. When he caught the ball, he went white right to work. Like he went right yeah. to work. Sounded weird when it came out, but he went right to work. Like, even if it was in a face-up on Jay Crowder, it was a quick, it was a quick rip over the top, get to that baseline yep. and then and see what I could get done. There was very little waiting. And if he didn't face up, he was going straight into his crab dribble. Like as soon as he let his man space, he'd start pounding and going right to work. I didn't see as much settling for the fadeaway. Like he shot one and I was pissed, but then he went right back to crab dribble, jump hooking, trying to get to the rim. Like it looked like there was an
0: effort to just be on top of the rim. And that's the way they got to play. You know what it was like? It was like, the Lakers offense back in the day, and I'm only saying this because you can relate, is when they said, fuck the triangle, fuck the offense, we're just gonna throw it to Shaq. We're just gonna, our offense is gonna throw it to Shaq. You guys are no, you guys know we're gonna throw it to Shaq. I don't care if you have Matumbo on him, he's going to dunk it every time. Like, when when you see a guy with that much, with that much talent and everything like that, and there's just gonna be games where they're just gonna throw it into him and he's gonna dunk the ball. And I I saw that, like he was. He was racing down the floor and he was doing the Randy. You remember when Randy Moss before like he would pass the guy, he would just put his hand up. Oh, he would yeah. just like say, just put it, he just put his hand up. Yeah. Giannis was doing that and he was just he was catching the ball dunking. Oh, Chris Paul's on me. I don't care. I'm I'm just throw it up. Like I Chris Paul's on me, cool. Aiden's on me, cool. Throw it as high as you can throw it. I'm gonna catch it every time and I'm gonna dunk it. That was their yeah. transition off. That was their transition offense. That's something that I would like to see a lot more.
1: Absolutely. He he puts so much pressure on your defense, regardless of where he is. It just so happens that you run a lot of offense with him on the ball. I loved last night him running into pick and rolls with Chris Middleton. Um, early ones in transition, like early. Like, let me, I didn't get it on that run you're talking about. Let me peel back, come up, set that high ball screen, and then roll hard to the rim, right? Like, you're going to have four people sucking in trying to take his role away, right? Like, Chris got to make a play now, and he made plays. Um, I liked when he got the switch. You know, even against the zone, like they were sitting in zone at times. And Giannis realized the middle of that zone was small. he just duck in from the other block and just big seal you in the middle. There are four sets of eyes that have to honor that, right? The other thing about Giannis having the ball and attacking quick, as those heads turn, and they will, because you've been told in your pregame and your whole lead up to this, we're building this wall, we're building this wall. When Giannis gets it, we're building this wall. Well, as all those sets of eyes turn, and offensive players on the Bucs see the back of their defenders' heads, it opens up cuts behind that defense, right? It yep. opens up that slip cut that you see Giannis dropping to people over and over again. Bobby Portis got one last night. PJ gets one every now and again. Patty Connaughton will get one. Also, the three point shooting, right? Because all eyes are locked in. But you can't hold it. You got to get into that action quick. And then Giannis has to be quick and, and decisive.
0: And he was that last night. Mm. All right. What's the biggest adjustment? What's the biggest first what's the biggest adjustment for the Bucks going into game 4?
1: Uh I listen, I like I I said it before and you made me, you know, I was with the Suns and I said that if you made me look at it from the Bucks perspective, I would tell you that I'd feel pretty good about where we were. Remember? Um mm-hmm. I think the, You I did think say the, that. I think the Bucks I think the Bucks have a good solid game plan right now. Um you know, I I the, I would I would continue off of making sure I have high hands on Chris as he gets into that mid-range area, right? And if there was one adjustment, Logan, I would try to keep him on my drop coverage against Chris. I'd be a little bit higher with my big. It's a big difference for him shooting that sidestep three, shooting that sidestep 16-footer, you know? so I He mean, was hitting the- some incredible shots last night, Chris. Was. But, incredible, but guess what? As a defender, you know what you say to that shit? Good job. Good job. I'm wearing back, Yeah, Keep
0: hitting him. You got to hit him all night. Biggest adjustment for the Suns. Man, biggest adjustment for the Suns. Also, you guys travel really well, by the way. I saw a lot of Suns fans last night. You guys travel? Yeah, well. you know, you know how we do. Um, you might have been there too. I might have seen you. I'm not sure. Nah, you, you might, might have been in there. A, <laughs> I wasn't in Milwaukee. Uh,
1: <laughs> no, no, shit, no disrespect, but I'm down in South Florida. I ain't going to Milwaukee right now. Um, biggest adjustment for the Suns. I mean, obviously, figuring out how to get D book working offensively is going to be huge. Um, I don't really have a great strategy for you in regards to that, Logan. Like, I, 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 they just have to figure out offensively how to get him rolling. Um, and then you're going to have to figure out what lineup you can play that isn't going to just get you pummeled in the paint. So DeAndre Ayton's got to stay out of foul trouble. And Monty's going to have to figure out if it's Torrey Craig, whoever it is. I mean, I, these aren't great answers. I, 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 I didn't break down the film like that. But they're going to have to figure out how to get D-Book going. Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like to you, Monty. Um, And then you're going to have to figure out what lineup when DeAndre Ayton, um, you know, is out of the game. Hopefully he's not out of the game, but when he's out
0: of the game, you know, can you roll somebody out there that it's a little more physical? Um, I'm going to go first. I got the Bucs winning game four. Who do you have winning game four? Yeah, I got the Bucs winning
1: game four, brother.
0: I think you were a lot, you you know, strap in, man. You're in for a series. Um, I
1: still think the Suns can win it. But like I said, I mean, you know, get down six, seven games, anything can happen. But I think the Bucks win
0: game four. Word. That has been another edition of the Ruins Ones podcast. We see you every Monday and Thursday. Um, make sure you check out all the other slate. Make sure you check out uh, Ringer NBA on all social platforms. Make sure you check out the mismatch. Make sure you check out group chat. Make sure you check out the answer. Make sure you check out Black Girl Songbook with who, Rajah Bell. Town legend, town legend, Daniel Smith. I, I'm going to need you to get this next one right. Oh, I got this. Also, check out R2C2 with who, Rajah Bell. That would be
1: Vallejo Legend Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm, the mm -hmm. Crestside Clown, Mm.
0: CeCe Sabathia. Mm. 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 Shout out to the Hillside. Shout out to Crest. Shout out to all the people in the V. Um, We will see you guys on Thursday. Holla.